It is Tuesday, the 2nd of April, 2013. This is the iDeveloper Podcast, episode 83, and it's with me, Scotty, and the one and only Mr. John Fox. How are you? Hello, world. I'm Dandy. You know, I'm sorry that we didn't broadcast yesterday, but that's probably a good thing because then people might think that we were going to be serious for a change. That, that would have been, yes, that would have been quite funny, wouldn't it, just to do a serious show on <laughs> April the 1st. But um, there we are. It's, uh, uh, it was yesterday was my birthday. I know. How does it feel to be 73? It feels about the same as it did to be uh, 61 last year. Ah, so okay. basically, I, I have birthdays of random numbers. Yeah, I thought it was logarithmic it's, aging. <laughs> it's, the, it's the only way. Uh, and we didn't have a show last week because we were out drinking beer together in San Francisco. I know. This is amazing. The power of the podcast, because I was just basically saying, gosh, Cody, it's been a while. I miss you. And then all of a sudden, you pop up on my door. It was. I, I just turned up but like, as if by magic, like something from The Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Now, I don't know what you're, how much you're allowed to speak about this, but I will go ahead and reveal things that you were coming over here to do some work, weren't you? I was, yes. Um, I'm not allowed to say uh, uh, too much, but I've uh, got a client in um, San Francisco uh, and uh, was just coming over to get things set up, do all the, the sort of uh, the messy stuff, like get on the VPN and everything, which is oh, oh so much easier to just go in and talk to the tech people than it is to... Uh, um, do across uh, Skype and everything. So, yeah, so it meant I had a few days with you to which we took full advantage and met up with a few old friends from San Francisco as well, and uh, it was a very pleasant time, I have to say. Thank you, San Francisco, for looking after me. San Francisco has been crying uncontrollably, sobbing unconsolably. There's rivers of of tears flowing into the bay since your departure. But, Scotty, I thought that we're professional, you know, tech-savvy you know, indie or indie-like developers who can do work just over Skype. Why would you want to come make face-to-face contact? Could it possibly be that in our industry, the, the depth and the nature of your of, of your network is, is a, as great a determining factor for your success as your specific deep technical knowledge? I have no idea what you've just asked me. <laughs> it sounded really deep and heavy. But let, let me ask this again. Ask it, ask it in three words or less. Let me ask it in three words. Is it possible that a better way to, to achieve success in this world is not to think that, that, the, that you have to acquire every last minute bit of technical detail yourself in isolation while connected to a computer versus having a wide social network, a wide a, a array of contacts who have areas of expertise that you can, you can consult and that they are happy to do it because you do it for them, they do it for you, and you actually know these people because you take the time to, to, to get to know them face-to-face. Yes, I see what you're saying now. Is it good to have friends <laughs> and people you know who do things? Yeah, I think, um, yeah, can we survive in a world just by ourselves with just you know just uh, online contact and, and doing stuff and getting all our technical knowledge off uh, the internet and everything? Yeah, you can survive that way, but, um, you know, as far as I'm concerned, life is about more than survival, and survival isn't. Yeah, you know, okay. I was going to say survival isn't always just the best way, but surviving is pretty important, actually. Um, yeah, but I want to do more than survive. I want to thrive, um, and sort of. Uh, okay, I know we're talking about a job here, and I could have done the job from from here in the UK, but actually, just coming and meeting a team that you're working with, uh, getting a feel for the people and the company you're working for, seeing them face to face. If it's possible, I would always choose to do that anyway, because it's it just makes it just makes it real. When I when I'm on email or Skype or anything with any of these people now, 
we've we've met each other we know each other um and i take that across to everything as well so as much as i like doing the podcast and um having people listen or doing the um uh, the videos and have people email in and say that's great you know i much prefer meeting people when i come to san francisco or meeting people at ns conference because that's when things become become real and actually i think that's i, I would say the majority of people who i get the best uh networking with in other words when i need something i can ask or when um you know i want to know something i can see what their opinion is or i need to some direction on something the people we get the most from are the people you've had a beer with in a bar you've actually come and seen face to face uh yes you do get help from people you've met online but those you've met personally um yeah, there's a for whatever reason there's a far stronger uh connection even if it's been one beer one night in one strange town it sounds a bit dodgy, doesn't it? Uh, no, but I, I like I feel completely, you know, comfortable just 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 hammering on poor Simon Wolf. Just like, oh, by the way, Simon's in the chat room. Do you notice that? He does. Should we say hello? Yes. He loves that so but much. But I wouldn't I wouldn't feel as as comfortable doing that had I not you know met him you know in, in the flesh at this conference and uh, and. Uh, I don't know. I just think that that you know, while we're fresh off the the NS conference and all, and now fresh on to panic about WWC, this is just something I think that should become front of mind and not back of mind because you know it's very easy to be solitary and to to to, to, to dip away. And and I know that there are also people who say, but yes, I like going to these conferences, but I'm not very social or you know I don't feel comfortable doing that. And surely there are ways to ways to to to, to get people out of their shell a little bit. And, and hopefully ways to get people like me to shut the hell up sometimes a little bit, or a lot of it. Yeah, we haven't discovered that one yet, but never mind, we'll yeah. work on it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you, okay, you've just mentioned WWDC. Now, it's been quite funny watching Twitter the last few days with people who've set up all their um, uh, sort of uh, watchers and um, yeah, alert systems and everything just to, uh, you know, to, to see when the WWDC page changes on the website and joining everything. I was just having a discussion with Matt here in the office uh, early this afternoon about, you know, Apple, was it yesterday Apple made one small change to the uh, Sunday night dub, dub website like that, yes. and everybody's alerts so went off. Um, which, I've, if I worked for Apple's website, I would just do it in really strange times of day. Just, <laughs> just there is, there is no strange time of day. What are you talking about? But that's me. Um, and there's, yeah, there's this sort of... Um, feeling that dub dub's going to sell out in 15 minutes this year uh, there's all these rumors going on about apple um there was a, an article i read somewhere um the other day i have no idea if it has any validity that they were going to um sell less tickets this year to dub dub and then have more that they were going to make available to preferred partners and things like this which i've no idea if that's true or not true and i have no evidence either way but that would make tickets even more scarce mm. um and there's this whole oh we must must get in but um yeah, the question might be: Why are people coming to Dub Dub? Is it is it because they want that technical content? And you know, because I think the videos for Dub Dub, unlike NS Conference, have been out within a couple of weeks in the last two, three years now, have they? Mm. Well, you know, I think you said something. I think it's true that that you know, when you when you actually are at, at Dub Dub, and there is something that kind of catches your fancy, or you know, you happen upon some room serendipitously because the the, the line out the door for something that you actually had wanted to see. It's so big, it forces into another room. Just the act of actually going into a room, you never know. You know, I know that there's lots of discussions about going to Dub Dub and just, you know, uh, uh, bailing on, on the session talks and going straight to the labs. And I, I'm a 
have been a, a big proponent of that. I've talked about it many times, but I've also come to realize that you just you never know who you might be sitting who might be sitting in front of and who you can spy on while they're you know furiously typing their notes or or, or whatever. I think that 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 just because you can watch all the videos doesn't mean you actually will. I mean, I know that there are a lot of videos I said, oh, I'm absolutely going to watch them, but you know, life gets in the way, you, you get busy with something, and then you tend not to you know, come back to it until you absolutely have to. So it's, it's an interesting challenge to try and balance these things. Yeah, I think that's the point for me. I know we discussed this a little bit last week over a couple of beers, but it's, um, you know, there's... There's something about being at a conference, like like WW, especially a multi-track conference by the vendor itself, that forces you to go and explore things that maybe you wouldn't if you're back in your own office, you've got a, um, a schedule to meet, you've got loads of work to put out, and you say, oh, I am going to go and watch that video at some point. But you, you know the reality is you just don't get round to it. Whereas because you're there, you've spent your $1,500 on the ticket, um, you go and see stuff, and actually your... Um, your 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 out, your outlook technological outlook becomes broader because of the experience you've been there um i think this is you know something of um you know the internet we've become very very focused on searching for the solution to my particular problem right now and the fact that we can do that and that google supports you know supporters us in doing that is 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 made us far more productive but i think there is something to be said for being you know exposing ourselves to a broader range of um even just apis or, or, or things within the technology band that we're already working obviously the ios or or um os 10 sdks that, that the conference gives you and so um even if it's not every year do you have to be at dub dub in order to get the information no is it good for you to go to dub dub if you can get a ticket and expose yourself to that stuff i think it is which is why if i'm in a position this year to be near a computer uh, with a credit card when the um uh, uh, dub dub tickets go on sale. Then I think I will spend that fifteen hundred dollars and um, try and get into dub dub. If I'm not um, in that position, then I'm considering because of the other aspects we said of meeting people, I may still come to San Francisco anyway. Absolutely, you should because you know that that San Francisco has like already passed proclamation. You know, when we were eating at Limon, I noticed downstairs that it was they had designated October twenty sixth whatever, 2012 is Limon Day, and surely, you know, there, there, there needs to be a proclamation from the mayor saying today is Scotty Day. There we are. It's, we, we will declare. So, Dub Dub, still no announcements. My prediction, John, and this may be a pointless prediction because it depends how fast the podcast gets edited to whether this makes sense, is I believe that tickets will become available this Thursday. Thursday, the 4th of April is my prediction. I don't know what time, and I think they will sell out by Thursday. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think that, that if they're going to go with this preferred partners things, they'll, they'll go Wonka as well for the filthy masses. They'll make five golden tickets of their or something. Yeah. And they'll be like a, a wealthy Russian boulevard who will pay, you know, hundreds of, of, uh, of peanut shellers to, to individually open bars of, of apple branded chocolate. No, no, no. You have to join the developer program. And every time you do, you get a random ticket, which may or may not be there. And so everyone, everyone will have 72,000 developer programs. And that, that, that will goose the share price, which has been flagging lately. <laughs> They have no hit product, but the cult is still alive. <laughs> so, I mean, it's it's spreading. My 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 uh, mother-in-law and father-in-law have both been out in the last few weeks and bought iPads. I mean, and, and they're just you know, 
it's um you know it's now permeating to the sort of level that um you know everybody everybody's just going it's not even just tech people or you know gadget people it's just becoming things people saying oh yeah i think i can see one of those and it's not you know this isn't now even you know they were bought the ipad by some tech savvy person in in the uh, family who thought it would be good for them or like you know give them one to granny these are, they've just come to their own place of saying yeah i think these would be quite good devices i can see the point i'm going to go get one it really is just permeating life um so do we want to make any predictions for dub dub or is that just too stupid uh, I would say it's too stupid, but you know, it's never stopped us before. <laughs> that's true. I, I think, <laughs> but uh, it probably should this time. Yeah. Well, you know, it, 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 it's hard for me to imagine that Apple's not going to do something, some type of wearable computing thing. I don't know. I'm not convinced it's a watch, but it, I, I've been keeping an eye on Google Glass, and uh, I, I find it very intriguing. Not not because I want the the, the overlay on top of my thing, but I want something that that I can quickly take, you know, you know me, I like, I take pictures all the time, but particularly of little details here and there. And oftentimes you know, getting out a, a phone and, and, and being able to, to take that picture or record a bit of audio or video, I, I can't do it. And it also kind of gets in the way of me enjoying it now, whether it has to be on your, you know, putting it on your eyes makes for a very different thing. So I don't know whether, you know, they could, they could make something you know, wearable around your neck, you know, because I've seen that these life blogging, things but I, I as i said you know I, who knows maybe there'll be something that, that you couldn't have imagined i, I don't you know apple could surely come out with some type of, of tv thing and an sdk for that and it would not be at all surprising you know but it would be very uh, a very happy thing I'd, I'd happily work on on that um but my my hope is something wearable no, I don't. I, I I don't know about that. I'm, in fact, you know, I'm not going to make any predictions. You know, I noticed there's been you know someone said today on the on the interwebs that you know three different phones and all this, but yeah, I'm just not even going to go there. But, you know, we've heard rumour that you know from a few people that, that it'll be worth going this year, but then again, people say it's worth going every year, and I think there are good years and bad years for Dub Dub. Um, I really have no idea why this one. We, I mean, we're going to see. I would imagine um, iOS seven. Um, and I imagine we're going to see um, 10.9, um, you know, uh, because they've already announced this roughly coming up for an annual update, and we're now, you know, um, uh, Mountain Lion was announced about February time last year and released in July, so I could see we must be seeing something of this if they're going to stick roughly on that. Um, and maybe that's it, but it's a developer conference. If that's it, yeah. But, yeah, but there, there's one last. There, but there was another thing too, a, a, a blog post, and I will... will find it and put it in the notes and people may already be familiar with it. But there's somebody saying it's like, you know, Apple has released this state of technologies and they left them all half-baked. And of course, they, they ran the litany of, uh, of iCloud services and, 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 and core data syncing and, and, and all this other stuff. Um, and it's saying that, wow, it looked, oh, you know, pass, passport, you know, all these different things. Um, and they would be very happy just to say, we're going to do like Adobe did for one, one year, one release of, of the CS suite, saying we're not going to add any new features. No, no new whiz-bang, we're just going to debug shit. They um, did that with Snow Leopard, though, didn't they? And, and actually, I think Snow Leopard was one of the best releases there were as a developer, because there were no new features as such. But underneath the hood, a load of the technologies that we now love, um, like Grand Central Dispatch and um, Operations and everything, were, yeah. were just chucked in there. And it was a fantastic release for a developer's point of view. And Absolutely. yet, from a, a press point of view, it's a complete, oh, that was a bit dull. Yeah. Ah. Anyway, we, we should probably um, 
Yeah, there's been a few articles out there this week about um, unfocused developer podcasts. Um, yeah. Our name wasn't mentioned, but <laughs> in order to uh, um, do that. So we're going to just quickly do our sponsor. Now, one of the advantages of being able to come to um, San Francisco last week is I went out for dinner, and you came as well, John, with our friend Jeppy from Invasive Code. Invasive Code? Invasive Code. Everybody, Everybody loves, loves invasive code. code. There we are. There was a delay on Skype there, which really didn't help the effectiveness of that. <laughs> but never mind. Now our guys, uh, the guys, invasive code. That's invasivecode.com. Uh, they do iOS training. Uh, small classes, up to 10 people, which we always say is the killer feature. Uh, they hold them uh, in different parts of uh, uh, the world, San Francisco and Italy and Spain. Um, you can either do the full uh, intensive five-day training course, which is all iOS 6 based, or you can split that down into doing the beginner course, which is the first three days, and the advanced course, which is the, se- uh, the last two days, uh, if you want to. Um, they uh, give you all the course materials, provide lunch, um, seven hours a day of training, a couple of hours of labs. And again, don't forget with the small class, you get very you know um, active interaction with the trainer. You're not just there as one of the lost, the lost crowd. Um, I think they've got a couple of places left on their 26th of April course in San Francisco. If you want to do it in May in San Francisco, they've already sold out, which is great. Well done, guys. And then they're in Italy in July, San Francisco again in August, and Barcelona, Spain in September. Um, you could check them out at uh, training.invasivecode.com. And there is a coupon code, which this week, John, do you know what, John? This week, I think I can actually quote to you. Okay, there is a coupon code that if you uh, use when ordering, which is idevtv-2013, you can get $200 off. So it was great to catch up with Jeppy, um, just hear about how they're still developing the materials and keeping them up to date and adding new things into there and proving the examples and always looking to improve. It was re- really nice to catch up with them. We want to say thanks to Invasive Code for supporting the show. And you guys, um, you know, if you're looking to get somebody trained or know someone's looking trained, please point them to the Invasive Code website and uh, tell them that uh, we sent you. Brilliant. Nice guy, Jeppy, isn't he, John? Yes. Well, we have to say that he's a sponsor, but he is really yeah, a nice guy, anyway. Is. Yeah. Okay. So, right. Um, let's talk about. We just mentioned some blog posts just now. Let's talk about some blog posts that have been put out this week. Um, Michael the jury's Jurowitz. out. Oh, wait, the jury's yeah. in. The jury's out. The jury's in. The jury's you know the left leg in, left leg out, shake it all about, and all that sort of stuff. Um, you can't escape big fruit. <laughs> on uh, Michael Jurowitz, X Apple, or so we thought. Um, Developer Tools Evangelist. Been working for Black Pixel for the last six or seven months. Um, worked on their team, released Kaleidoscope. Did a fantastic um, talk at Singleton back in November on App Store pricing. Uh, and then revised that talk and added a whole bunch of stuff to it. Um, did it at NS Conference um, to where the videos will be available very soon. It's, it's The delays on my part because of doing this contract in San Francisco. Everything's gone to pieces for me at the moment. Um, Anyway, uh, and then suddenly Sunday, he starts releasing, um, uh, he releases a blog post, App Store Pricing Part 1. I think this was early Sunday morning, my time, maybe late Saturday night, um, San Francisco time. I, I, I don't know. I can't remember. Um, 
And then suddenly he left. Okay, now about a week ago he announced he was leaving Black Pixel, which was quite strange. Um, and then suddenly on <laughs> on Sunday, part one comes out, and you think, oh, that's an interesting series we'll be doing. Then during Sunday, part two comes out, part three comes out, part four comes out, and part five comes out. Um, and he's basically turned his session into a blog post. I've not read them all yet, so I don't know if there's any new material in there or not. But whatever, you should go and read them. And then announces yesterday, April Fool's Day. Uh, that he's going back to Apple. So, interesting. Well, that was the good day to release it. Now, wait, was it actually... Because I didn't see the tweet. I mean, I first learned of this, just like Joshua. Um, I, I have, I, 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 I've been declaring Twitter bankruptcy of late where I just can't keep up with the feed, and so I miss things. But did he actually announce it on, on April Fool's Day? Yes, I think he did, actually. So how do we know it's true? I mean, aside from the fact that Apple was founded on April Fool's Day... But- no, because he's he has actually said it's not an Oprah Fool's joke. He since then ah. said, no, I have actually... He tweeted, it's nice to be back home yesterday, I think, with a picture of um, Infinite Loop. Ah. Um, and then has tweeted, I believe, today, saying it wasn't it wasn't a joke. And other Apple members of staff have um, said a few things about it. He's not gone back as an evangelist. He's gone back to some other, other team. I'm not sure what it is. I don't think that's been announced or whether it's allowed to be. Um, but there we are. That's... Um, but anyway, it's uh, it's um, we just wish him all the best, and uh, really don't want to say too much about the App Store pricing articles because um, we have spoken about that session several times before, once after Singleton and once after in our NS conference review before. Um, so really, they'll be in the show notes. Just point people, you know, you should go and read them. But it does sort of segue us into a little conversation we want to have about the future of this podcast, John. Yes. What, do you, what, do you want to say something or do you want me to say something? I want you to say something. Okay. Um, let me read you a quote. Um, I've been reading a book. Uh, it's an ebook at the moment by a guy called Patrick McKenzie. I'll put uh, links in the show notes. It's called Sell More Software. Um, and I'm going to read you a paragraph um, or two from the introduction of that book. Just to, just to set the scene. Uh, this is him, you know, quote. I frequently get mail from developers who... Wait, scratch that. Most people who send me email are businessmen. Some are unaware of that. They still perceive that their value proposition to the world is producing working software in exchange for money. They think this makes them a software developer. Writing computer code doesn't make you a software developer. Getting paid on Friday for writing computer code makes you a software developer. If you don't get paid on Friday, if you have to worry about sales, marketing and all the other stuff, you're in gasp business and you need to start acting like it. And end of quote. Now, as you'll know, John, that quote probably sort of fits quite well with where I'm at at the moment and what I'm thinking and some of the conversations we've been having the last few weeks. Absolutely. Uh, I don't know if you agree. Uh, so we've been thinking... Um, uh, that to practice a little bit of what we preach and just to begin to maybe reshaping this podcast into uh, maybe a little bit more of a business podcast, a uh, an indie developer podcast for whether you believe you're an indie by my definition or your own definition or anybody else's definition. Basically, uh, a, a podcast more about the the process of being that gasp businessman in a software world and doing the things around it. I think there are so many um, technical resources out there and for which, obviously, most of the time, audio is a terrible format for them. 
if I'm honest. But if you really do want technical resources via audio, there are other podcasts out there that are doing that, particularly um, something like Edge Cases um, from Andrew Pontius and um, Jonathan Wolf Wrench. So uh, we're going to sort of start playing with the format a little bit, um, start maybe inviting a totally different type of guest in, um, start looking at some of these things. Now that means we're going to have to play for a little while, um, which means the format might keep chopping and changing. We'll have to examine the whole live aspect of the show so we'd love people's opinions on whether the uh, you know for the six people who join us in the chat room <laughs> whether that's really really important part of their week um and uh, um, possibly less on the technical side now i know i occasionally get emails saying we need more technical content like like night coco but guys i genuinely believe that uh audio is a bad form for technical content um, I listened back to some of the old late night Cocoa episodes and we were trying to describe APIs and API calls and, 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 you know, there are just far, far better ways, um, of doing that. Now, does it mean we won't look at sort of some new developer libraries now and again and whatever else? Of course not. But I think, you know, this show is going to probably push itself far more down the line of the old Mac software business show, uh, used to be. Um, and we would love your input and your, um, uh, suggestions on what we could cover, um, whether you think that's a good idea, and just to really start hearing, hearing what you, you think. Equally, um, I'm just going to start a new journey with a, a, a new product. Um, it's going to be uh, a bootstrapped product, so it's just going to be like many, many people. I'm going to do contracting, I'm going to do some of the show, and I'm going to also try and get a product at the door, and we will talk about some of the problems um, and things along that journey as we go. Um, as well uh, and and keep it real really because I think personal experience has always got something to to show and we would love to get people out there already doing this on the show as well and and have guests and and do all sorts of sorts of things around that so that's what we're thinking John do you want to add anything to that I would say this somebody and I can't remember who and which context but they said something what was it oh yes real artist ship so ship your ship I'm going to be on you like crazy. I mean, it's one thing to let you know Simon Wolf get away for it, but I'm going to be hounding you, and you're going to thank me for it because you're going to ship and you're going to talk about your experience. Yeah, because because that is the point. If you don't ship, you 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 don't make money. If you don't make money, you're not really doing what you set out to do, unless you specifically set out to have a hobby. And um, you know, I don't want to be sat here um, saying you know. Uh, that this is what you should do and sort of really sort of not being in there with everybody else. Um, you know, I failed to ship on several products on several occasions so far. <laughs> some significant ones and some totally insignificant ones that I was doing for a bit of a laugh and fun. Um, you know, and uh, this is right. Now, don't get me wrong. It's nothing, you know, having to do this alongside other stuff is real. That's reality. That's, that's part of doing what it's doing. And what we want to look at is some of the ways of making that pain worthwhile, making it uh, uh, more real, making, you know, getting things that get it out the door and, and breaking that. And I actually think we are probably going to start tapping into um, a whole bunch of people from outside of the Mac world and the iOS world as well, because I think um, there are a lot of people out there shipping software, be it web software, be it Windows software, um, you know, as well that, uh, you know, the processes are the same and they have a lot of things that they can teach us as much as lots of great people in the Mac world um, can do that. So that's what we're thinking about. 
I'm sure for some of you that means that your listening days are coming to an end because you only want tech stuff. Um, and if that's the case, then um, we thank you very much for listening um, and being on board. And we fully appreciate you may not want to stick around. Um, if that is for you, then start sending us in the stuff you'd like to hear about. There we have it. There we have it. So... Um, we're going to start putting together a list of uh, of the, the things we want to cover and how to do it. Now, obviously, it's, it's going to take us a little while to find our feet. I think we're going to try and keep the show to 30 minutes and keep it to every single week if we can. Even by, you know, we're looking at possibly recording, you know, one of the reasons we're analysing possibly not doing the live show or doing the live show in a different format is because... You know, we might look at producing two or three episodes at a time and then just shipping them out every week. Doesn't mean we couldn't have a chat room for those two or three episodes, I guess, John, when we record them at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so just bear with us as we try and get it up to speed. But I do want you to email me at scotty at iDeveloper.tv and uh, just tell me your thoughts. Tell me the business things you struggle with. Tell me the ideas where you've got the places where you have no idea. Tell me good books you've read. Tell me good podcasts you listen to. This is about being a resource. This isn't about just doing everything. It's about being a um, an aggregating resource for excellent business information and developer information for indie software developers. The I in iDeveloper TV, John, I've decided is going to be for indie from now on. Okay. I've no that idea what it's stood for. I've, no idea, I've no idea what it stood for. But John, you, you've put a product out there off your, own, off your own sweat and tears. Have you forgotten that? I know uh, you're working for some flashy startup now and you're sort of, sort of um, rolling around in your millions of VC money. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> and and you, know, you struggle to find your, your laptop amongst all those piles of Benjamins. But um, <laughs> it's, uh, at one point in your life, you did manage to ship. I remember, remember the discussion you had about the problems of shipping 2.0? Yeah. There we I are. Know. You have yeah. to. You have to go back, and um, and and I think John, you're in a great position as well to talk about things about. Well, what about when you've done that shipping and you're looking for new challenges? You know, how do you maintain um, a software product while you're moving yeah. on in other things as well? Because yeah, know, those those things are just as real. Yeah, absolutely. So okay. that's it. Okay, so do we need to say anything else? Otherwise, I'm all for not being one of these waffly podcasts that we've been that today, um, and closing this thing down and getting ready to come back all afresh very soon. Let's do that. Let us okay. do that. Let okay. us thank our chat room. And I, I will not say goodbye to them because we will see them. I think somehow we will have to have some live component of it because it's just too much fun. It was. And I think basically what it might be is, is we'll record on certain days of the month and we'll record a couple of episodes and people can just be in and out the chat rooms. That's what we're currently thinking. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like Simon's comment in the chat room, I've only just scrolled down saying, wait, you do tech stuff? <laughs> No, we're basically <laughs> devoting our time to taunting him. That's that's really what it this is. is about. This is this is uh, well. Okay, so you have been listening to the very final episode of the Simon Wolf Taunting Show, and uh, <laughs> the first. Of, no, guys. Um, if 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 this isn't what you want, and uh, this is the last you, you we hear from you, then uh, we do appreciate you listening. Uh, thank you very much for those uh, who are going to stay with us. Then uh, thank you and. Keep advising us. John, tell them where they can t- find out about you. So you can find out all about my product, Memory Miner, at memoryminer.com. If you go to memoryminer.com slash blog, there are a number of interesting blog posts detailing the history of it. If you'd like to follow me on Twitter, and you do, you want to join Jembe, D-J-E-M-B-E, like the West African drum. And if you like app.net, you can find me there as well as Jembe. And I will see you guys in the ether. Uh, my name is Scotty. You can follow me on app.net as Scotty, on uh, Twitter as MacDevNet. Um, 
I run iDeveloper TV, iDeveloper.tv, and um, we look forward to seeing lots. People are saying keep the same RSS feed. I think that's sensible. In the past, when we've changed podcasts, we've changed the RSS feed and lost about 90% of the listenership because no one ever listens to what you're saying and goes and finds the new feed. So it will stay on this feed. Um, for all we can or we'll all get diverted anyway so um there we are it's been um it's been a blast and we look forward to seeing you on the flip side but until next time you take care (laughs) 